0: We are brought to you by our production team, Upstarter Podcast Network, a virtual podcast production and management company whose unique and customizable approach helps anyone, anywhere, turn their passions into a podcast and walk them through all aspects from recording virtually, editing, social media assets, monetization, a custom show growth strategy, and all other little details. My experience with Upstarter has been unreal. I hand them everything. They take the lead. I can focus on making the show and creating the content. So if you are a creator that is looking to expand their personal brand with a podcast or a business that wants to increase awareness and credibility, sign up for a free consult today and learn more. You can go to upstarterpods.com or upstarter pods on Instagram and let them know that Brand Meet Creator sent you. Welcome to Brand Meet Creator podcast, a place where we pull back the curtain of what it means to be all in on social media. So get ready to kickstart conversations about the social media world with a little leave nothing off the table transparency, or maybe more than just a little. You girl has yet to learn the art of a filter. So tuck in, it's time to bring some solidarity to the influencer and brand space.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. Harley and I are going to be speaking about all things affiliate marketing, which applies to so many people. But first, Harley and I have been chit-chatting about some outrageous things that have happened to us in the influencer marketing space this week. So Harley, hit us. What is going on in your world this week?
0: Okay, this one just made my blood boil. I've gotten a couple emails this week and... I swear, I turned to a couple different people and was like, are we in retrograde? Is this a retrograde? Is this the moon? Can I blame it on the moon? Because I don't understand what's happening. Um, I had a brand email a client who has 3 million combined followers, 3 million combined followers, wow. and ask her, mm-hmm. tell her she needs reels, and ask her for five videos posted to both TikTok and Instagram for $500. $100 for this 1 million follower account on Instagram to I post cannot. five TikToks with her product.
1: That is truly wild. As someone who pays someone, that is unfathomable
0: I just can't imagine as this business owner going to this account and saying yep this is my girl this is the person that it's gonna want to work with me because there is a lot of like misinformation in the general population of how influencers actually make money so Mm -hmm. to think on the opposite spectrum of I have $500 I want five like I just don't none of that makes sense to me Okay, tell me, tell me your retrograde story. So
1: similarly, I've been reaching out for a client to get sponsored rates to post a reel that would be posted um, on the influencer's account and in feed, so making sure that they push to their feed and uh, accompanying that with three Instagram stories. And we went out to people with a wide variety of following to get some numbers back. And I received a rate that definitely had my jaw hitting the floor. And I empower influencers to set their own rates. But this was cuckoo bananas
0: (laughs) for me. You know, I love what you said on your story the other day. You were like, if you guys think that I'm being hard on influencers, here's the deal. I pay influencers. I was like, yep, 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 yep. There we go.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, when I pay you, I can be hard on you. But also, like, let's have some realism when it comes to rates. She had a following of about, I want to say, definitely not more than 300000 on Instagram. Maybe okay. a little bit less, like 260000 somewhere around there. Decent following, mm-hmm. was expecting, like, a, a more significant number. The rate was $15,000 for one video.
0: Wow. One video. One, a single That's video. That's a lot. A lot. Why? A lot.
1: There was no why. There was no why. I mean, she sent, they in order to be considered, they did have to send a screenshot of recent analytics and such. And she had uh-huh. good impressions on her other reels. But nothing that was, like, you know, in the millions. Out of this um, world. And her, her style is cute and fits the brand. But, again, nothing that was going to be, like, we can't find this elsewhere. And, you know, for context, for people who are listening, other people at a similar following, not that you have to match what other people are doing with the same following. Right, right. We were seeing stuff that was coming in more 5K, 6K, 7K, 8K. No one else. That's what I would. No one else quoted over eight. So it was a bit of a shock (laughs) to see 15 and I respect people who up those rates, you know, good for you, but it's just, it's not a fit for the brand.
0: So I want to talk about something a little bit more accessible (laughs) 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 instead of just our, you know, 300K follower range, Mm -hmm. our five figure brand deals. Let's talk about affiliate marketing. So Number one, let's set the stage. There are a couple different types of affiliate marketing. There is commission only, and this is a lot of the time, the Mm -hmm. most common type of affiliate marketing where you're getting paid per percentage. You're not seeing any kind of fixed rate. And this version is very safe for the brand. This Mm -hmm. is probably what I, I would say is a bare minimum for the brand. Would you agree with that? For payment of influencers?
1: Agree. I would say, no, every brand that is in D2C in any shape or form should have affiliate marketing with influencers set up. No excuses, no matter the size, because it is a very low investment and very safe play. Mm -hmm. You only have to pay them if they actually make a sale, which means you made money already. So 100% every brand should be doing it.
0: One version that I typically recommend is adding in a fixed rate for any of my influencers, if they get some kind of ambassador program coming back to them, or they want to work with the brand, they still love the brand, but there's only this commission based pay, a lot of the time I'll recommend that they offer up a fixed rate, even if it is fairly low, just to ensure that your time is being covered. How often do you, I mean, do you see this model a lot within the clients that you're working with?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, for the clients that I'm working with, we try to have a sliding scale. So if it's not someone who has a proven track record of selling things with the brand, we may not start with an upfront fee right off the bat because it just may not be something that's accessible for the brand's budget. However, um, I think what you're saying is 100% true and how many brands should be structuring their deals is at a certain tipping point or a certain proof of concept here, you know, if, if Harley or one of her influencers has sold you know, a certain amount of items, at that point, you know, that their audience is interested, they know how to sell on Instagram, Mm -hmm. the program is working. And so it would very much make sense after that period of time, or certain tipping point threshold, that you would offer a flat free plus the commission, or if that's not an option, at least increase the commission rate, at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, my
0: my struggle with affiliate marketing is that it doesn't cover your time a lot of the time. I mean, look, you're probably going to make the sale there. That conversion is going to come between your eighth to 12 unique exposure. That's marketing science facts, right? So if I have to market something, don't laugh at me. Um, (laughs) If I have to market something eight to 12 times, that's a lot of talking about this product. That's a lot more than the one-time post even. So I really worry with affiliate marketing if my time is being covered. For
1: sure. And I think it is something as an influencer, you should ask yourself before you get into affiliate marketing, where else can I promote these products that might, it might be a little bit less laborious? So initially in affiliate mm-hmm. marketing, in the heyday of influencers, it was very easy to convert people from Instagram to purchase. Um, and those influencers still make tons of money through affiliate marketing today. However, now it's much more difficult to get people to click out of Instagram, convert, etc. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you are an
1: influencer that has a very strong email list, um, a really great presence on Pinterest is a good place. You have a blog, whether that's long format or short format where you're recommending a lot of products. All of those are incredible Mm -hmm. places to make additional conversions for affiliate marketing. If you're the type of influencer who's really strictly on Instagram and TikTok, which is fine, you may want to really consider what type of affiliate you're getting involved in because it is very competitive Mm -hmm. and it is very hard. And as Harley's saying, you know, it may not be worth your time and effort that you're trying to sell this item. So, right, um, it is a way though that you get to know your audience a lot better. You know what will they do? What won't they True. do? Like what? How do they behave? Um, knowing all of that is super important in future brand deals.
0: I mean, look, I I have a client who posted a, I think it was just a like to know it link mm-hmm. on TikTok. The TikTok went viral. And she ended up bringing in tons and tons and tons of sales and made like $2,000 randomly off of this one clothing item. So, I mean, I know there's possibility. I know there's a lot of potential, but I just think there's a lot of weird caveats of like the price of the product, the industry, how many affiliate programs you can do at one time. Like I put on my story today a poll about how many affiliate programs are you a part of? And mm. there were a couple answers of like one to two, none, or lots of them. And the majority of people right now are clicking lots of them because there are so many out there. Sure. So there's it's a weird stopping point of like I use this makeup, so let me use, so let me have that link, mm-hmm. even if I'm not going to make money off of it. Sure. I mean, I
1: think it just brings up a good point about like knowing your type of content and what you're going to promote very Mm -hmm. deeply. And um, also, you know, just being aware of how the brand runs their affiliate program. Some people only run off of like to know it and other types of, you know, places where it's just Get the link and do it, and there's not really a screening process. But other times, where things are more expensive and you know you have a lot going on, you have that direct. Relationship with the brand, they're giving you a code. You have more room for negotiation, and you might want to save your efforts mm-hmm. for that type of brand relationship, where they're coming you to you directly, and they're saying, "We want to onboard you. We want to give you the code. Um, you know, this is the structure, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more personalization there. So, um, it's definitely something to consider. And I think that more influencers could be a bit more strict about what they are getting involved in, for sure.
0: I think that's a necessity too. I really At this point, I will turn down every single affiliate offer that is sent my way, no matter what it is. Because number one, I just don't have the capacity to fit any, what I feel like is more tagging into my life. I'm like, I already have my own product. I already have the podcast to talk about. I already have all of this stuff. Like, I'm not going to talk about my makeup on top of that. Like, it doesn't fit in naturally enough. I would have to go way out of my way. So do you think that do you think that you can only have these affiliates for your tried and true everyday items, or how often do you need to be using these? How often do we need to be? <laughs> I mean,
1: I think that if you are a full time creator, or even like that full time creation is definitely in your near future, or you'd like it to be, I think that you should be affiliate linking everything that you're recommending. Um, but you need to be careful about what you recommend and how you do it, right? If it just seems like Harley is like Mm -hmm. tagging a different product every single day for me to buy, it's a lot different than if I see her, you know, incorporating it into content every single week. And I know it's something that she regularly uses, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's different for everyone. It really depends on your niche. Of course, when you're in beauty and fashion, I do think that affiliate is much heavier, than maybe some other places and especially for affiliates where you are tagging to a larger department store or a larger entity. So when you're tagging to Sephora, I, mean, I guess the, you know, the likes
0: different. know it version, the, mm-hmm. the Amazon version, I feel like that's very different than the, you know, shoe brand affiliate though, sure. because if I can be a part so. of, I mean, I am a part of Amazon affiliate and that's really easy mm-hmm. because I can, you know, add anything. I like to know it is very similar. You can add anything, but getting involved in a Mm -hmm. smaller or a specific brands affiliate.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. You do have to be careful. Like if you're going to be onboarded to something within a smaller brand, definitely reading that fine print and knowing what you're signing up for and not getting too deep into too many of those is really important. And I think all of this goes back to the influencer, really knowing What do they want to do with their channel? What do they want to stand for on the platform? You know, how do they want to be communicating with their community? And there's many times, and I will say this, and people who know me know, I will reach out to my friends because I remember that they promoted something. And I will say, do you have the affiliate link for this? If they're an influencer or creator. And I think that people really... People really appreciate that because I know you are trying to like make the hustle happen and not me. Maybe you don't link it every single time, Mm -hmm. or maybe I didn't buy it that time that you did link it, but I took a screenshot. You know, I'm always trying Mm -hmm. to go back to people that I appreciate and maybe they weren't the one that introduced me to the product, but I saw them use it and I know they're in the space. I'll go back to my favorite beauty creators and be like, Hey, do you have an affiliate link? I'm going to go shop on Sephora Mm -hmm. or whatever because I want to give them, hunt to some them love, too. you know, so I think that's where I'll that go to the
0: brand and look at their tag photos and look mm-hmm. for, look for someone that's like, that person took a really good photo. I'm going to use their link.
1: <laughs> I love that idea. I love that idea. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, if you can, if you know, you're going to buy something that's very popular on the Instagram or on the TikTok take two seconds and try and find someone who has a link to it because most likely that someone is making a couple bucks off of that and that might just like really make their day and kind of like change the trajectory of the way that they influence so that's something to take away whether you're uh, an influencer supporting another influencer or just a listener that wants to support influencer friends
0: yeah they do (laughs) yeah they do i think with (laughs) with these programs though I mean, that just goes back to you have to be in it for the long haul if you're going to be jumping into one of these affiliate programs. I had, and this program was just starting, so I don't blame the company company at all. But when I was probably at like 10K or so, I jumped into an affiliate program and they said, we try it out for three months to see if you're making sales. And then we kind of go from there. But I heard about The product over and over, probably at that like six month mark where people were like, hey, do you have da 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 da? Like, I know that you talk about this brand all the time. And I'm like, I I don't have that anymore. And part of that was like, newbie sales skills. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. But I don't know. It takes a while.
1: It does take a while. And I think it's important to be realistic as an influencer. Like many things, you can make some money off of affiliate, but there is a cream of the crop of people who do it and do it extremely well and have been doing Mm -hmm. it for a long time, who make a ton of money. And that's wonderful for them, but it's not, the rule. It's the exception. So just being realistic with like how much percentage of your income this is going to be is really, really important. And I think it also leads us to like an interesting story and point that I recently did um, some reels and TikToks around, which is what happens if the brand says that you're selling too much or doesn't want to pay you in a timely fashion. So as Harley even, knows. I hear
0: the timely fashion one all the time, but I cannot even believe this story. Go on. <laughs> I know.
1: So um Harley and I both follow an account, um, the FYPM.vip on Instagram, which I know a ton of influencers follow. They're one, they're doing wonderful work for the industry. And they posted a comment recently from a follower where they were not getting paid for their um, affiliate partnership. And then they followed up and they finally got in contact with the brand. And the brand said they weren't paying them because they sold too much, too many units. They were making too much commission. And I, when alarm bells slash, flames of fury went off inside of me, I was like, I cannot believe. I was so upset for them. Like as someone in influencer marketing on the brand side, like. How dare you tell someone that they did too good of a job for you? So like you can't pay them the full amount. Like they have that money. Well, like we started with,
0: that's that's your bare minimum. Yeah. Your affiliate marketing, I think, is your bare minimum of paying influencers. So you're really telling me that you can't pay the for the sales that this person brought in? Yeah. They literally there's, made sales. <laughs> there's a
1: direct correlation. There's no cheating the numbers or the tracking system. It's all done very above board here. So to say like, oh, you sold too many units. I'm like, unless there's a stipulation in the contract where they're like, oh, at this rate, like we can't pay you anymore, which also, again, is crazy because they made the ROI. It yes. is in their bank account. The products are sold. I just can't it's believe literally it. literally
0: in their bank account. They've already sold it. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I can't, I don't understand what is happening here. And not only that, but like the way I structure and how we started talking in this episode is that as you sell more, I would like to pay you more. I would like to give you a higher commission rate. I'd like to give you the upfront fee. I want to keep you in my network because I know you can sell it. And so why would I
0: discourage
1: you? Yeah. Why would I discourage you and be like, you sold too much? Sorry. Uh-uh. red flag no Run no away. no oh my Run. goodness
0: one last thing that i want to touch on here is the price of the product within affiliate marketing mm. because one of the things that i see all the time is snack companies that use affiliate marketing for bars for whatever and mm-hmm. in my brain that doesn't make any sense because I'm going to go to the supermarket and I'm going to buy it in the supermarket. I'm not going to buy it online. Let's be real. And that $2 bar means how much money for me? 20 cents max? At
1: best, 20 cents. Yeah. It's essentially like the Girl Scout cookie method. (laughs) Like you have to sell 1 billion boxes.
0: 1 billion. So what do you think is that sweet spot for pricing Mm. for a positive benefit for both brand and creator?
1: Um, I think that you're looking at something that's definitely over $20, $25 ideally. And then you can really Mm -hmm. go up from there depending on the type of creator that you are and what else you put into your content. Mm -hmm. So right now I work with a company that their average price point is about $300. So we are very selective when we go through the influencers that we reach out to that they have to have a history of tagging other products at that price range because we know mm-hmm. it's expensive. But at the, the positive for yes. the influencer is that when you sell one, because of the structure that we have, you make $50. So, yeah. you know, that can add up quite quickly, but you have to be confident that you can sell that high of a price point.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. oh that's that's such a good one, too, and I think about this so often because there's this weird ideology when you first begin influencer marketing about the gifting and about how fun it is to get those gifted products so you might reach out to a brand that's on your you know goals list on your wish list mm-hmm. for the dress in their new collection that costs two hundred dollars. Because you want it, because you wouldn't want to pay for it, because you can't Mm -hmm. afford it. Mm -hmm. But you're really telling me that your followers can afford it? Your followers are going to want that? Yeah. When you can't afford other, like, like like-priced items? Like, probably not.
1: For sure. And I think that's really up to the influencer then, you know, like, it's... If that's what you want to do in exchange for content because you really want an item, like that's totally fine to use your influence in that way occasionally. But to think that then, like being an affiliate partner of that brand and moving forward with them is going to be beneficial. It's really probably not. So I think for for both sides, brand and creator, it's really important to just have some sort of thresholds, um, both on the positive and the negative side. You know, on the negative side, if you're not seeing sales after a certain amount of months, and I think what Harley is saying, six, I think is enough time, then it's time to pull the plug. And that's on both ends. It's, It's time to say, you know what, this wasn't a fit. Thank you or whatever else and walk away. And maybe you can circle back later or maybe not. And, you know, that go- that really goes both ways. So I think it's super important to have those things in mind as you enter into any sort of partnership. Where Where is my hard stop on this? And then on the positive side, too, to know, hey, in three months, I'm going to check in. And if I've been seeing consistently that the brand is telling me I'm selling, I'm going to start asking for an upfront fee. I'm going to start asking for the increase in affiliate uh, percentage. And same for a brand, you should have a plan in place already that after a certain amount of months, if you're seeing certain creators rise to the top, consistently convert and do really good work for you, that you're prepared with that money or with that upgraded percentage to keep them motivated. Mm -hmm. Because just like any other business, when you're at a stalemate, like you need that next level if you want to stay motivated and stay involved.
0: If you've had some major wins or some major flops in influencer marketing, in affiliate marketing, we want to hear them. Thank you for tuning in. Come head to our inbox at theharleyjordan and sonia.elise on Instagram. And let's chat more.
1: Can't wait to hear from you. Bye.